Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade, sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete. Yep. This is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. I'm trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20 and 0, 19 and 0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20 and 0. Yeah, 20 and 0 made sense. Hello, Chiefs Kingdom. Duncan and Neil back with a sober uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, I was going to after <laughs> Sunday's uh, after Sunday's events. I mean, that was good fun, right? Sunday. I, I, um, I enjoyed listening to that. I'll tell you that. Much. Uh, I'm not going to bother. I um, I don't know how this translates to anyone who listens outside the UK, but I am man enough to admit to being a drunken gobshite at times. <laughs> um, I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure you can work out what, what that word means if you're not <laughs> if you're not really familiar. Um, I don't. I don't need to hear myself uh, again. Um, so I'm in. I'm in the situation. I don't know if I, I said you guys. Uh, I got as a as a gift um, oh, a couple of years ago before all sort of lockdowns and everything like a, a day out at, uh, at the one of the local breweries here. Mm-hmm. So you go and you brew your, brew your own beer. So we got to do that in oh very good August oh really good August or September time. And during it they're like so you actually you get to take home however many bottles like seventy odd bottles or something, and they're like actually you've made twice as many so for an extra not a lot. You can take home the lot. So, like, I went back and I had 444 bottles of beer in the house. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Well, exactly. <laughs> and considering I'm currently sitting above the booze section in my local shop, as I as I've said many times, like I'm never far away from a beer. So, that there's just just temptations too close. And when you've got sport like that going on, I was just just almost couldn't help myself. It was it, it was. Worth it, shall we say? Absolutely. But if, I mean, if you've not, if, if, I mean, if anyone's not listened to it, don't bother. Just, no, just do, do, do. Anyway, that so that's basically what a narrow heads about night out was like, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Probably with less swearing. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we did swear a lot. Actually, humble apologies for all I was swearing during yeah. that. We, so, we were quite emotional. Yeah. So I would like to say it was. A, I mean, it was a. Uh, it was quite the game, right? I mean, um, have you watched it back? Um, I've watched the hour-long highlights on Sky. Um, so really, you kind of see about half an hour's worth of actual play. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was as good as I thought it was the first time around. Um, they were really good. We were slightly better. Um, that's probably the best description I can yeah. put up of it. Both both quarterbacks were outstanding. Um, defensively, both teams probably left a bit to be desired. We missed the Honey Badger badly, really, really badly. Um, but they were missing Tredavious White, so you know one cancels the other there. I would say. Yeah, I guess for us to lose him, I think it was something like the seventh play of the game. You know, mm-hmm. I think if you, if you know that you've got an injury during the week then at least you can do something to 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 scheme something up to account for it but you know basically your whole your whole book goes out the window especially when it's your it's your leader and uh, kind of almost like your emotional leader on defense as well as your captain on defense because mm-hmm. uh, he, he very much fulfills the kind of Eric Berry role of moving the chess pieces about 
physically sometimes getting hands on to make sure guys are standing in the right place. And I think that yeah, we definitely suffered from definitely suffered from a couple of you know suffered from him missing. I, I was trying to figure out whether some of the blown coverages were just because like someone was left isolated against Gabriel Davis that really was mismatched or whether they were trying to like roll everything towards Diggs and Josh Allen's just saying well you know what if Diggs is covered that's fine I'm just going to go to Gabe Davis and chuck 200 yards at him like I, I wasn't sure I couldn't really tell whether we intentionally left Davis on an island with someone to compensate for stopping Diggs and Knox or whether he just he was just better than the guys who were supposed to be up against him I mean, I'm pretty sure if you told us or anyone at the Chiefs as well that you know you'd keep digs to seven yards, mm, something seven like that. Seven yards, yeah. You know, um, I'm pretty sure you would have. I'm pretty sure you would have taken that. Um, I'm not entirely sure that Gabriel <coughs> Davis would have been your. I mean, he's the equivalent of what. Get, Demarcus Robinson, By- Byron Pringle, probably isn't it? You know, yeah, Byron Pringle yeah, going probably, off. Which, yeah. I mean, yes, Byron Pringle has turned into, you know, a, you know, a, a really handy weapon. But I'm not sure we see him going for 200 yards and four scores. Um, no, I, I couldn't see that. Yeah. Maybe if you said McCall Hardman on a on a good day, maybe more so than Pringle, like. Davis has the speed. Yeah. I mean, I think that what we've seen, yeah, let's say what we see from Harden slightly, something slightly different now. I don't think that we'll necessarily see Harden go off for these sorts of games. It almost reminds me of like a Demarcus Robinson game. It was against the, the Raiders a the few Raiders, years ago yeah. when he yeah, went mental in the first quarter. Yards. Yeah. But they yeah. use Harden in a really different way, which is actually, you know, is a, is a kind of a point. I know that there's so many headlines getting written, you know, about obviously for obvious aspects we'll come to in, in the game. But I mean, Hardman have just played a, a. That's what you want from him. Yes. I think, or that's what we'll need to come to accept from him is maybe better. You know, we're not. He's not Tyreek Hill. But there's so, a place for him in the offense. Oh, absolutely. Like, you, I mean, I know Tomo hates him, and I would love Tomo to be here this evening to try and. Uh, to rip Tom of shreds on this one, but I've said during the season, like he he is an offensive weapon. You can find ways to get him the ball in space, and during the last few weeks, we've done a much much better job of that. Along with tossing the swing passes to the running backs, getting Hardman the ball like quickly with a couple of guys in front of him, you know you you stand a reasonable chance of getting fifteen twenty yards there. Um, and we've done a much much better job of, you know, if they're going to play two high safeties all the time, well lads, you drop those two guys back there and see if you can stop him before he's got past the first down line. Yeah. One thing we probably haven't seen <coughs> for a while is this sort of explosive play, so it's it's almost easy to forget. But my God, he's quick. His mm-hmm. acceleration as well. It's he's, he's like Tyreek Hill in that they they've got this. They just turn on the afterburners. They're not. It's not a slow pick up to a high. To a high top speed, they're just whoosh and gone. The touchdown he scored, where he stopped, little shimmy inside, and then he's just like 
it was past the guys before they started moving again. It's like, sorry, lads, I'll see you. Yeah. Um, it really is. The, the acceleration and the change of direction was just like, whoa. So should we talk about the end? I mean, that's kind of where yes. everything's boiled down to. It's, it's one of should, these should things... Should we take 13 seconds to do it? Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see be... the enemy today saying I celebrated for 13 seconds after yeah. the game? I love. I mean, I love all that. I, I think that's he's chief pettiness. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't use a lot of words at times, but he uses good ones when he does. Um, yeah. It's really just kind of really tapping into the to kind of the pulse of the fan base. I like I like him a yes. lot. Yeah. Um, so when he yeah, it's weird because you've got what people are calling the best game ever. I mean, I'm not sure where I stand on that. I think it's, my view is, um, in some ways, I'm kind of sad the Chiefs were involved in that game because you'll never get to enjoy it the same way again. Yeah. You know, it's always, um, it's just at the time you're so invested in it. And like the highs of that last, like the last sort of, I couldn't even tell how long the last sort of five minutes of game time took. Probably quite a long time in real life. About three beers. Uh, <laughs> about a week, <laughs> it felt like. Yeah, you know, you're so invested that you can't, like, it's almost hard to enjoy it. It's certainly hard to enjoy it at the time for what, for what it is. Because, like, I'm sure that Bills fans will be utterly sick. Absolutely yes. sick. There's no... There how do you come I mean, back from a loss like this? Like, uh, well, if you're the Bills, like, how do you use this as motivation for next season? Like, you just, you screwed yourself up. Oh, it's really tough, yeah, because, I mean, they did, basically... They, ha- they had it, they had it won. And yeah, they, they won't get a better chance to get to the Super Bowl than a home game against the Bengals. Like, I would have fancied the Bills to have comfortably put them away. Yeah, I mean, I guess that there's that the coach is getting a lot of stick for... You know the, the kickoff or however they were, yeah. whoever they did after that. But I guess he's, in, in some ways, you can't blame him for trusting the number one ranked defense to hold for thirteen seconds. Mm. You kind of have, you know, you've got. That's that's what their job is. Yeah. Um, it'd be tough to tough to put too much on him there. Although maybe it's, maybe it's I, fine, I wonder, fine margins. I wonder about that number one defense because I know we said a few times. The Bills had an absolute cupcake of a schedule. And so, yeah, yeah, they had the number one technically rated defence in the league, but some of the offences that played are just putrid. Um, and you kind of wonder how much of that was stat-padded. I listened to the UK Bills podcast um, on Monday after their game, and they were saying kind of the same thing, is that, you know... They'd only been tested twice all season, and they'd 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 beaten us early in the season, and then they'd got beaten by the Buccaneers, and they were the only two good passing offenses they'd faced all year, um, and so they were worried that it hadn't the season hadn't been a fair fair reflection of where they were actually at. Yeah, I think that these these stats are obviously. Um... They cover the whole, you know, the whole season. So, it's tough to say because it's like if you look at our stats as well, our our defensive stats will be pulled down by what happened the first, in the first the, yeah, the first half of the season. When really what we've shown here is that what happens in September doesn't matter. Yeah. 
doesn't matter. Um, look at the, like you could talk at the Cardinals, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. You know, teams on an absolute heater earlier in the season that, well, they're on the beach right now. So, mm. you know, it's it's, yeah. I, I kind of feel that the NFL is one sport that can kind of get a little bit lost in too many stats sometimes, and it's, yeah. You just want a reasonable record going into December to give yourself a chance of getting into the playoffs. And then once you get into the playoffs, then it's anybody's game. And that's when you need to be playing good football, not September the 26th um, or 11th of October against the Bills. That doesn't matter. And I I would hazard that we would have tried to keep the kick in bounds and run the time off. I think that... Listen to... It was off the back of the the Cowboys going out the playoffs and their sort of almost literal fumbling of the of the final of the last um, the last play. I mean, I read yeah. somewhere that I think that Dak Prescott was sort of fanning about for longer than thirteen seconds on that last play. Yeah, you know, yeah, it took them fourteen seconds to run a quarterback yeah. draw. Yeah, and you know, then they they made an ass of it, try to place the ball themselves, and that cost another three seconds. You know that sort of stuff. And Mitchell Schwartz was on I think the Athletic podcast talking about how I think it's like the day before the game everyone's got a session at the Chiefs and it's all just basics so you finish your play you give the ball to the referee because you can't spot the centre can't spot the ball it's pointless the the referee spots the ball stuff like knowing where you are in the field knowing where the knowing what time's on the clock you know all that sort of stuff so you see like like on the throw Kelsey knows to go down early you know he's down long before they've got the contact because he needs his knee down to take the time out you know all that sort of like really fine margins that the that it's like um, it's football intelligence, a, isn't it? Yeah, oh, totally. And I'm like I'm a bit of a um, I, I really like watching cycling or reading cycling, you know. Um, and Dave Brailsford, love him, I love him. Talks about marginal gains. You know, if you can get one percent in hundred different areas, all of a sudden you've got hundred percent improvement, and that that kind of leans into the yeah. same thing. You know, it's just just tiny tiny little margins that'll sit set your part and you see that when you do have the two best teams in the biggest games which are so evenly matched like it just it just might matter yeah that that's why Terrace used to say like when it comes to playoff time give me the best combination of head coach and quarterback because your quarterback's going to win you on the pitch and your head coach is going to win you off the, or from the sidelines uh, and would I take Andy Reid over Sean McDermott absolutely yeah no problem with that would I take Mahomes over Josh Allen? Yes, it would. Um, you know that—that's where I, I felt we were going to win. Um, and it's like you said, it's just the little things, the attention to detail, and then did you you saw the Kelsey mic'd up stuff, didn't you? That was just fantastic. Like oh. his his football IQ there to know. Okay, if this happens and this happens, and if they play it like this, then this is going to be open. Like that's just. It's just a joy to watch. Yeah, I think there's that kind of... He has this... Probably from when he was younger. He has... And a lot... I mean, he he just enjoys life, right? Yeah. So you, you kind of... It's easy to assume that he's just one of these guys who's kind of supremely gifted. And everything comes really natural and it's not hard. You know? Mm-hmm. And then you see that and you go, no, no, no. He's He's got... He's got all these sort of physical attributes and whatever... But then you go, no, 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 there's something... He's got that extra as well. Yeah. 
He's whether a student it's, of the game, isn't he? Yeah, but whether it's true, and I was listening to some other podcast this week and the thing saying that to, to contrast Gronk, who um, has clearly all the physical talents, and yes. apparently he just asks Tom Brady where he's meant to stand. <laughs> you know, he just leans in. You know, I don't know how true that is or not, if that's kind of offhand or not. But you know, it kind of it's it's just a, it's just a just a a contrast or a breaking of a stereotype. I think with, with Kelsey, he he really he really might be the complete package. Yes, I would agree with that. Definitely. We're lucky to have him for another couple of seasons. We are, and I think he could be... I think what we might have to do is accept a sort of sliding scale of returns from him. Like, he might not go for a 1,000 yards, mm-hmm. you know, in a season, but it's almost like it doesn't matter as long as he goes for 600, 800 yards at the right time. Yes. You know, like um, in the big uh, games. Yeah, exactly. I probably said this before. I remember reading about when when the France football team were really good in the late nineties. They had guys, Marcel Desailly was an example. He didn't heat Marcel Desailly for folk that either are as young as Owen or um, don't <laughs> don't watch our football as much. Like he was, he was just an absolute Rolls Royce of a football player. He was humongous, this d- d- defender who could play football long before defenders were meant to play football. One of the really one of the first really big international players to come and play in the English league and he, he so he played with Chelsea and he used to look like he was strolling through games and I and I think saying that's because he was. Through the first half of the season he was just strolling about, playing at half gas, whatever, because he knew he could so that he knew that when the games got really big at the end of the season, when international tournaments are coming up at the end of the season, when he had to be absolutely rolling, that he was. There's no point peaking in September. Yeah. You know, he was doing that, and that's probably, I think, a long-winded way to, to get around to saying that's maybe what we need to look for from, from guys like Kelsey, I think. Going forward is just, just enough, just doing enough, but making sure that he's in the right kind of shape and the right kind of form when it really, really counts. I've seen interesting bits of Noah Gray. Kind of, he's flashed at me in games there, where you can go, oh, you know, whether he's out blocking or whether he's running routes, kind of going, mm, yeah, I, I, I see you there, number eighty-three. I can yeah. see what you're you're doing out there. But like if he can take if he can take some of that workload from Kelsey, that would be very helpful. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think there's, it's almost like I, don't, I mean, obviously it's it's a bit cyclical, but I think that. <clears throat> Tight end's almost a, a position that's coming back into vogue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good ones out there now. and For a long time, there was kind of Kelsey, Gronk, Kittle, kind of set apart from almost everyone else. But you've got, well, Dawson Doxon yesterday, Darren Waller yep. was a good player when he's yep. uh, fit. Uh, Andrews at the um, Ravens, I've no doubt missed yes, out a lot of other guys good. as well. You know, there's I think there are quite a lot of players, so... I think it's still quite an important position, so it's not as if you can just then lean on, you know, whatever six foot four receiver that we, you know, that we draft or you know, Juju or you know whoever it is that we take to, mm-hmm. to kind of do that. I think it's still important that you have a, a functioning catching tight end. Um, tight end's supposed to be one of the deeper positions in the draft this year as well. I'm not sure whether we go after one, but. Um... I think it says a lot when you're considering how much we've said about Powell. Mm-hmm. Not Powell, sorry, Hardman recently. Yeah. Cornell Powell didn't make the roster. 
um, we've let I guess we've let a couple of other tight ends go that were maybe taking some reps. So they must they must they must like what they see from from Gray. You know he's on, he's still on the roster getting you know he's making you know yeah exactly um, getting stripped for the game. So he's obviously doing something. Um, the, the, the NFL's a strange sport again to compare it to like our football. There's you know we've got thirty eight games a season, so there's mm-hmm. plenty of opportunities. You just don't. It's it's hard to to kind of carve out a a role for yourself um, in the NFL. I think because the opportunities are so limited. Yeah, Noah Gray, sixteen games played, seven receptions from ten targets for thirty six yards during the regular season. Probably doesn't sound as much. It doesn't. It's not a lot. But no. I think that he's 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 been out there. I think and shown more than maybe we would have. <coughs> we might have expected him to. They talk about how. How how hard Andy Reid's system is to learn, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, it's I don't know if it's anecdotal or empirical, I, I, I don't know, but you know, it's always year three they talk about, you know, for it to to kind of all click, and I mean, I guess that's Sean Hardman, right? Yes. Ty 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 Hill wasn't a wasn't a first season wonder. Kareem Hunt was a kind of a an anomaly in that regard, but probably slightly easier for running backs to, yeah, to, to do that. So. Um, yeah, maybe you just need to be patient and, and hope that hope that he comes through. Yeah. Ah, he's got time on his side. He does. Um, I guess the other kind of big post-game debate online is who was better, Allen or Mahomes? Um, and I think that probably very much depends on which colour jersey you wore uh, when oh, you watch the game. We won. Well, I mean, yeah, def- <laughs> I, mean, I, I definitely that. And I think that there's a lot of context... As well, I mean, Patrick Holmes did that against, like we said, the number one ranked defense. Whether they're there, whether they're, they're the true best defense or, or not, he, he, you know, he he gave that performance without throwing a pass of more than twenty yards. Yes. You know, I think I think that it was perhaps his his, his best ever quarterback performance. If that makes sense. Like As playing in, from in the pocket. pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taking taking the throws that are given to him, not trying to manufacture too much, um, and everything that he did do was perfect. Yes. Um, and I do. We we had a little sort of Josh Allen debate last last week before the game, and I do think I, I, he was probably not better in this game than, than I thought. That's maybe not the right words, but he certainly sort of stood up and went toe to toe. Perhaps more than I th- than I thought he would. Um, I, I I would say he was better than I thought he was. Like I, I was skeptical. He he reminds me a bit of Lamar Jackson in the the kind of he's more of a running threat than a passing threat. But he he showed me in this game he's much more of a passing threat than Lamar ever is. Like you, I would not want to rely on uh, Lamar to pass for me to to save me life no, but Josh Allen yeah I wouldn't be against the idea yeah. but he's he's not Mahomes yet no, you know, I, to be I, the best to be the best you've got to beat the best and he hasn't beaten the best so I would I would take Allen over um, Lamar and I just I don't like I quite like Lamar Jackson I don't it's not that I don't like him but I don't particularly like watching him I'd like and I know that 
what the way he runs is, is you know, is remarkable and that not many others can do that. But I just find the way he sort of bails out to the side and runs to the sideline boring. Like I don't, I don't particularly like it. Like it, it's, I just don't find it. He's not a very aggressive runner, if that makes sense. Whereas Josh Allen yeah. is kind of he runs like a running back towards the, towards the goal towards the goal line. The, the problem Josh Allen's going to have there is the longevity of his career, because that is not a recipe for long-term success as a quarterback. You know, you you're going to get hit and you're going to get hit a lot, and over time that is going to take its toll and. You know, I can see Mahomes still being in the pocket for Kansas City in ten years' time. I don't necessarily Josh Allen being there in Buffalo because he'll just have taken such a pounding um, that he's he's just not going to last as long. No, I mean, I, as as much as um, for reasons we don't need to go into, I have gone off the bills. <laughs> this week um, <laughs> nah, well let's just play 13 seconds of violin music to them will we uh, anyway, that's an in joke sorry uh, yes uh, I, I find I, I, do, I, quite, I quite like Josh Allen like, as, a, as a character he seems he seems alright you know he seems you know, um, yeah I, I quite like him um, and he just about put his put his um, Put his team on his back, so I kind of, I hope he sticks around. I hope I hope he stays healthy and, and and stays and is as good as we think he is because I think that it's good for the league as a whole and the sort of AFC and for competitiveness and you know all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's it's good to have that. And you kind of, I mean, the NFL as a as a business loves these sort of rivalries to to build things on, and I think they've been, I think they've been desperately scrambling to get sort of someone a younger quarterback to. Um, to Matt to pair up to Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, Herbert was the one that you you were kind of thinking would take that that mantle up, but hasn't no. quite yet. And and they wanted to be Baker Mayfield, and obviously Deshaun Watson's yeah, got other yeah. other things going on. So um, it's Josh Allen, or to bring us round to to next week, Joe Burrow. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, no, I'm getting good at this. Smooth. <laughs> yeah. Unless there's anything you want, to, you want to say about the Bills game, I think it's. Um... Uh, I think the only one other thing which isn't particularly related to the game is uh, the fans donating. What last I saw was two hundred and fifty grand to Josh Allen's foundation um, for uh, pediatric cancer. I think it is uh, in Buffalo. Uh, fantastic, absolutely top class. I, I cannot for the life of me understand how some Bills fans could turn that into a negative and say we're being petty because people were doing it in $13 donations um, lads it's like a quarter of a million dollars raised for a children's charity congratulations, fantastic I don't care how it's done, brilliant Amen so on to the Bengals um, on to the Bengals yeah, yeah on to the Bengals so um, they well, again, I mean, that's every game last week was a was a last minute field goal was was settled by a field goal. I think two of them were walk off goals, so they kind of yes. Th- so the Bengals squeaked past the, the Titans, which I didn't think they would do. I, I think I was the only one on the on the pod last week that picked the um, you picked the, the, the Titans, and I still stand by the fact I think the Titans should have won if they had 
half decent, semi decent quarterback play. I think they 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 would have. Um, but I guess that brings us to the next kind of big quarterback showdown of the future in Mahomes Burrow. Um, we saw it a few weeks ago um, mm-hmm. when they obviously uh, came back from I think we were eleven points down, two scores up twice I think you know and came back to beat us um, yeah referees be damned or whatever but uh, <laughs> how, how, well first off how much bearing do you think that has on Sunday's game I, I think it has more bearing than the Bills game early in the season had on the Bills game last week um, because it's much more recent and you you're kind of talking about the same kind of form and the same players in the same kind of vein of form. Um, I would like to think we will defend Jamar Chase differently this week. Um, And if we don't, then I would expect Spags will get fired pretty much instantly (laughs) after the game. Um, Because if you look at the stats from that game, if they don't have Jamar Chase, they don't really have that much else contributing they didn't have a running game like they only managed 60 carries 60 yards in 19 carries um so you kind of running game we shut down the rest of the receivers didn't contribute a humongous amount it was basically the joe burrow and jamar chase game like so if you can put a lid on him and keep him under 100 yards i well i strongly fancy our chances of winning anyway but that would really make life difficult for the Bengals. Yeah, I was I was saying just before we, we hit record that I don't um hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So there's no way I was saying this this at the time. But it's in some ways as it stands now, there there's something about me takes a little bit of comfort. I don't know if that's the right word, in that in that week seventeen game. Like I just looking back, I just I cannot see us losing that game again. If if the game goes a similar way. Mm-hmm. We just we don't lose that game twice. I don't I don't see it, especially in Arrowhead. I just don't see that. You think of all the things that you know kind of contribute to that game. That's the one where we lost Orlando Brown in warm-ups I think. Yes, that's right. For the game, and then Thune played left tackle. Thune, yeah, left and looked like he played there. You know, forever. Allegretti came in was he played left guard? Yeah, yeah, was 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 decent. You kind of we got we got Chase all wrong. You know, which is our doing. That's not. There's no luck yeah. element in that, right? Um, we got Chase all wrong on you know more than one occasion. It's not just that second and third and twenty-seven or whatever it was. You know, yeah. uh, I've victimised Chavarius Ward all day. Yeah. Um, um, you can't leave Ward on one-on-one with Chase yeah. again. There's. You know, we don't. We don't need to talk about the referees, but the referees. 100% had an influence on that game. There's that bonkers last five minutes with yeah. them on our goal, goal line getting first down after first down after flag after, you know. I just, I, there's, there's, for me, there's no way that perfect storm comes round again. And it's like, kind of like that, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Yeah. Shame on you, just, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. late. Um, I just, if, if we lose, if, if we lose the same game again, then we didn't deserve to win the Super Bowl this year. No. It would be my my opinion. I think we because we've seen them at first hand so recently, 
I, I think that will remove any aspect of possible complacency of saying, well, because the Bills game last week was, it was the big game. It's what everyone thought the AFC Championship game could be. It's what everyone would have loved to have seen as a bloody Super Bowl if you could have had the chance of two AFC teams in the Super Bowl. You know, it was the big, big matchup of the playoffs. And now you're on to the Bengals. There is, I think if we hadn't played them a couple of weeks ago, there would have been a slight danger of, well, it's only the Bengals, you know, we'll beat them easily. But you just lost them like three weeks ago. So I, I think that removes that element of complacency for, ah, fuck it, it's only the Bengals. Like, you have to take them seriously because they did what they did to you within the last couple of weeks. Uh, so from what you were saying from a good loss, I absolutely agree with that. I, I think that is a very, very accurate point. It just, it removes that level of comfort that we might have had otherwise um, that we wouldn't necessarily be justifying. And I think there's probably one one fair criticism that's been levelled at the, the team is complacency is not the word because I don't believe that the team is complacent but there's that kind of expectation that if they just go through the processes they'll win games Yeah. you know we all saw the start of the Steelers game where I think they just thought because they'd spanked them so handily yeah. a few weeks before that you know they just thought they could go out and just turn up yeah exactly and that was probably partly contributing to some of the early season stuff as well you know along with turnovers and and Dan Sorensen, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, you're right. You're right. It kind of takes out when we say we've said so many times over the years. You know, the one thing that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Yes. I hope that that loss a few weeks ago takes that off the table. My only concern with this week is how much did last week's game take out of them, like physically, emotionally. Like they they put everything it took everything they had to beat the Bills and how much of that like are they gonna start with the same level of intensity intensity, if I can say it, against the Bengals? Like there is a risk that we could kinda of start a bit in there and I, I don't think we're gonna afford two or three crappy drives to start the game. We're gonna have to start well. Um because the Bengals are a good team, you know, that I've been impressed watching them this season. I I actually enjoy watching them. They're a fun offense. Um, they can't pass block, but you know they they have some really good skill players there. So you know my my one concern there is, did last week's game take a bit out of the team, to to even things up against them? Yeah, and I think that the. I saw. I heard. I'm not sure. Maybe on the broadcast, the, the Chiefs were the. Of the of the last eight last week, the Chiefs were the second youngest team, but really? had the most playoff experience okay. of any of the teams that were left. So I think that that kind of, and that, I mean that can work both ways. But I guess what the Bengals are not carrying is very much scar tissue. Yeah. You know they they were so crap for so long. They weren't even close in that division. You know. Yeah. For so long. So, you know, there's kind of no. They're playing with house money now, aren't they? There's no pressure on them whatsoever. No one expects them to win this game. They can just go out and enjoy it. Um, Like last year, I thought the Bills were a year away from from being able to beat to win the AFC Championship game. 
I, I would say the same thing about the Bengals this year. I don't see them rolling into Arrowhead and winning. I think you need to experience losing this game before you know what it takes to win this game. Um, so I very much see the Bengals as being like the Bills, a year behind the Bills, as it were. Um, like there's a lot to be said for that playoff experience that we have, and you know, you just can't buy it. You really can't. No, hundred percent. And and I think if there's one, we were talking about the Bills being good. If there's one crumb of comfort we can take from 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 their game last week. I mean, sacked nine, sack nine times, man. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that one. Nine times, and there, there were a lot of them were brutal. But like the boy just coming straight through the middle, knocking his head off. Um, yeah. He's been sacked dozens of times this year. I mean, he's like he's already held together by quite a bit of metal. Um, and yeah, it didn't phase him in the slightest. He just got up and next play, like he just carried on. No, I do. I do have to admit, I, I like Burrow. I like. I like his. He's got all the Mox- right Moxie. Moxie yes, is the exactly. He's got use. all the right. Uh, what do we call it? Gallus, we call it in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, he's just got, he's got the right type of swagger, I yeah. think. Just the right, and doesn't doesn't go the wrong way. I, I I do like, but I've got a lot of time for him. Yeah, um, me too. But and he's going to. He's obviously tough as well because he well he had that horrific injury last year. Yeah. He's come back to the stand up while he's getting shelled. This the you know this this year. Um, you have I'll, to... I'll tell you what, if if the Bengals approach the off-season the way we did last year and retool their offensive line within the space of an off-season, they're going to be bloody dangerous next year. If they, well, can keep him, if they can keep him upright with the skill position players they've got, man, that offence is going to be something. Well, absolutely, and you look at the division. Like the, the Browns are no Sting longer the this. darlings. And yeah, I mean, who knows, who knows what they are and... Um, Guess it remains to be seen what happens to the Steelers and the Ravens. You know, guess how how fit Lamar comes back and just well, what the Steelers Who do. Quarterback. Big ben. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I said that to I went to the guys, the the, the UK Bengals um, show before our last game. I, I, one of the things I said was like they were asking what what kind of what's the outside view of what they've done. And you kind of just have to assume that any team that comes out of that division's good. Yeah. Because Cause it's a bloodbath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, say, if they can, if they can get get Burrow better protection, then they could be set for the long term. Because their whole, mm. think their whole skill position is all under twenty five, something like that. Their, yes. their offensive yeah. skill positions. They've got. Um, yeah. That was that the big the big call of the draft was obviously to take Chase over, Sewell or one of the other tackles. So. Yes. Um, I mean, it's worked out in terms that, Jamar Chase is everything you want them to be. But Joe Burrow's going to have he'll have to wake up sore on a Monday morning. <laughs> I mean, I guess all we can do is hope it happens again. I mean, you, you, we've got Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, Frank Clark. Um, you hope that we get after him. I think just looking up there, we we sacked him four times in yeah. the, the first game. And you got to think we've got we've got to start matching that number. Yeah. Um, I think. In, in, but can you do it without blitzing? So that you have the extra guys in coverage to co- to so that you can afford to then put two guys on chase. But I think that's going to be key. I mean, I don't you think know, we ca- need to hear the word blitz and Bengals in the same sentence no. <laughs> too many times. I mean, I guess at, at this point now we're on. What's this? What day is this? Thursday evening. Our time. I think that 
Yes. Uh, Tyler Matthew was was at practice today. He practiced um, fully today. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that does look positive. I think he's still. I think you still have to take whatever it's four or five days to go through the concussion protocol. So I guess it's not confirmed whether he'll play yet. But um, I think the expectation is he'll play. Yeah, I think if he does, if if he doesn't, then that makes life a lot harder for the guys up front as well as the guys at the, at the back end. Um, I think if if he plays, that just gives them just a little bit more time to kind of tee off on him. Uh, takes away. Well, it takes me in the middle of the field, which I guess is not necessarily where Jamar Chase does much of his work. But I mean, Tyron Matthew makes every defence better, right? So yes. Um, yeah, he's he's a, he'll be a big mess if 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 he's not there. The over under on Jamar Chase's receiving yards is eighty five and a half. I, I, where, where are you heading with that? Probably the over. Yeah, I think so too. I'd like to think not by much. No, and I think he's almost too good to just take out the game as well I don't I don't yeah. think you can I, I, it's, it's too dangerous I mean I I still maintain that the Chiefs do a bend and no break de- defence they might not ever use that word and they might tell you that they don't but it looks a lot like it to me mm-hmm. and I think that, that just that just risks breaking the dam a little bit and giving up some massive chunk plays because to kind of brag at him the whole game is hard, yeah. and also you've got you've you've got all these other threats that they've got, and Joe Mixon can run the ball. You know, it's um, it's tough. I mean, I guess there's also what I think he'll do again is play really physical, especially in a guy like Ward, who is is a physical corner as well. So a lot of it will come down to how it's how the referees call it. Yes. As well, and I think that um, the referees we had last week, I think, are the ones that called the least penalties in the league. I, I can't remember, but like they, they let everyone play last week, and that's that's what we're going to need them to do again this week, I think, for both on the offense and the defense for us. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm just scooting through some of the stats here. I'm going to give you a couple of over/unders. Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 289 and a half. I will under. Just not by much. I mean, that's the thing. The rookies always get them close, don't they? Uh, yeah. Some, it's almost sure. like they're good at their job. Um, I say under, but not by much, but mostly because I, I, I just think it might... Because we're ahead Running the ball off. and a little bit cagier. Joe Burrow, 287 and a half. That's not. Is it two eighty nine and a half, two eighty seven and a half? They're expecting pretty similar performances. There. It's, it's tough because then you've got like <laughs> whatever whatever they threw for like a combined three hundred odd yards in the last four four odd minutes last yeah. week. So it's, <laughs> you kind of you just don't know how the how the game's going to go. Um, let's let's take the over on both and hope it's a hope it's a good game. A shootout, yeah. Yeah. Tyreek Hill seventy six and a half yards. Uh what did he do last time against him? He did uh, six receptions for 40. Uh, I will take the under on that, on the basis that we've got a, a more balanced offence, and even like so, Clyde Edwards Hillier coming back, taking mm-hmm. some receptions, Pringle, Hardman. 
Um, well, we'll do we'll do Pringle then at thirty-seven and a half. See, the thing is, you you can't get. It's almost if you take Tyreek under, you're going to take Pringle over. Pringle's What's had fourteen targets um, in the postseason. So targets from Mahomes, Tyreek's had eighteen, Travis has had sixteen, Pringle's had fourteen, and McKinnon's had thirteen. I, I was surprised, and is, then there's quite a gap between them and the next highest, which is Demarcus Robinson. Wow. I mean, Pr- Pringle, if you like him and Hill and Kelsey, like they're, they're genuinely becoming like a a, a proper trio. Three. You know, yeah, a bit a bit like your kind of um, Gronk, uh, Evans, Godwin, you know, kind um, of Buccaneers. Mahomes, Mahomes has a passer rating of 137.2 when he's throwing to Byron Pringle. There's a stat for you. Yeah, I mean, I've no doubt that that's it's not, padded is not the word. He benefits from the coverage that Hill yeah. and Kelsey get. But that's what you want from your wide receiver too, 100%, isn't it? Yeah, that, I mean, that's why you have, uh, yeah, that's why you have more than one good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that, you know, that allows him to do... Um, to do a lot of stuff. I, tell you, I think that Patrick Mahomes' touchdown throw to him last week may have been my favourite. Oh, it was ridiculous. Because that is so, so hard to do. Um, to, and to stick it into a place where, um, you know, only Pringle could get it is yeah. uh, just re- remarkable. So, like I say, we're not, he's not slinging it 40, 50 yards downfield, but holy crap, he was good. Is Pringle your wide receiver two now? Then are you comfortable with that? Um, I think we should add something. I don't know what that is though. Whether you go for because the, the offense has changed, right? So Tyreek Hill, as much as he still has all of his pace, like he's he's getting used much more as a kind of ex possession receiver now. Mm-hmm. So, in some ways, there's almost there's almost an opening to have. A guy like that that can really stretch it downfield. Yeah. On the flip side, I would I would still take Juju Smith Schuster, you know, to yeah. kind of do a lot of the hard yards and Alan some of the Robinson. dirty work. Has he been injured this year? He's not done that he has, much. Yeah, he's, he's been injured. Yeah. He's not had much of a quarterback to play with as, as well. Um, no. He I hasn't. suspect that he will want WR one money. Um, I'm not sure. Would he take the Patrick Price and um, take a discount, I wonder? I would rather have Juju at nine than Alan, at, than Alan Robinson at 18 or whatever the number was yeah, for yeah, whatever yeah. the, the sort of franchise tag 17 is. he was, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Juju at like the nine or ten million that, that he was yeah. getting for this year. He, he got seven, seven or eight, seven this year, I think. So I was only looking at this last night and... Like who the free agent wide receivers are, because Juju's only twenty six, uh, which stood out to me. Like he's still relatively young. I, I yeah. was looking at Juju as he's the one I'd be looking at. I think so. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would go him um, or Williams out of the Chargers. Oh, uh, from Chargers. Yeah, he's like my Williams. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it depends what the. Uh, I guess it depends what Reed and Veach want to do or what they see the offense. Like you know whether they want want it want to keep Tyreek Hill in the kind of more contained role he's got just now, or whether they want to unleash him. 
as well. So it kind of depends. You look at how many points we're scoring recently. It's hard to argue with what we're doing right now. Like we've had back-to-back games where we've scored forty-two points against two very good defenses. Um, then we've had twenty-eight, thirty-one, thirty-six, thirty-four, forty-eight. Like the offense is rolling at the yeah. moment. And I think that's where my comfort comes in this week. I I just don't see the Bengals getting to forty. No. Or thirty-seven, or you know that that kind of number. I just don't. I don't see it. I think they're capable of it, but I just don't see them doing it again. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that you think that when you go to the Chiefs, like the potential that they've got is is kind of the scariest offense, and not necessarily for the kind of Legion of Zoom high fly and all that sort of stuff anymore. More like the Chiefs with a really balanced offense is terrifying. Yeah. With the kind of game breaking ability you've got of Hill, Kelsey, you know, and having a, like a running back room by committee where you've just got a load of guys who can just you do everything that's asked of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that must be terrifying for other teams because you think at least like the times I guess that teams have kind of beaten Mahomes is forcing him to forcing him to to kind of well for him to force the ball Mm -hmm. forcing him kind of off his spot and out of his comfort zone a little bit or like almost completely taking away one or two of his options yeah but if we can get a truly balanced offence with a young O-line that's set for years. Good luck, everyone. Exactly. What do you do? Yeah. And that's that sounds really arrogant and really blinkered, but I think it's... But it's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, it is, yeah. It, it does sound like that, but at the same time, like you can't really argue with it. You know, no. I, I went on the... When we played the Ravens right at the start of the season, I went on their podcast and... They were saying, "What's your expectations for the season?" I was like, "It's got to be getting to the Super Bowl." And like, I, I know it, it sounded arrogant at the time, and I said, "Look, I, I appreciate how this sounds, but anything less than that is a, is a failed season." Like, just just because of the ability this team has in comparison to everybody else, it's it's just better. Like we. Yeah. We were going to be favourites for every single game we played this season. It just so so right. Let's let's play devil's advocate. Right, say this time next week we've lost with and Joe Burrow's done a thirteen second thing. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 happens then? What do we do? Um, blow it up and start again. <laughs> I, I think you, you retail the defence um, because that's probably where you've lost the game. Because mm. with this offence, you've got to fancy your chances of putting up the guts of 30 points most mm. weeks. Um, so if if you can put out a defence, like cornerback needs to be invested in, safety is going to need an upgrade on Sorensen. Um, defensive line we need edge rushers like, uh, I, I keep messing with mock drafts kind of just to, to get a feel for names that are out there and I keep going back to edge rushers in the first round um, because like, even if we bring back Ingram for next year I don't see Frank Clark coming back at 20 odd million um, you know maybe he renegotiates and you can bring that down a bit maybe 
but there still needs to be more of um, a rotation in there. Mm. Um, so I, I think if we lose this game, the defence needs the attention that the offensive line got last year. But that's, that's kind of, I guess the point is that unless something horrible and embarrassing happens, there's, there's nothing that can happen on Sunday that, that really changes our view of this team. No. No. Is there? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Unless, unless they, like you say, they've shot their bolt and don't, just don't turn up. On you know, on I, Sunday th- I and think they have the Bengals, beat. the Bengals are going to need to win the turnover battle, probably by two turnovers, for them to win this game. I think if they don't win, if they're not plus two in turnovers, I don't see how the Bengals outscore us. Even with all their offensive weapons, they no. just Burrow no. isn't Mahomes, no. um, and they don't have Hill and Kels. Chase is good, yet yeah, very good, but Tyree Kills very mm. good too, and Travis Kelsey's very good too. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think turnovers. I thought I would um, maybe we're so far down the the line with Andy Andy Reid. He's so long in the tooth at what he does. We just have to accept that we might have. He's going to make a few calls that we perhaps don't. Don't like in certain places, but I would like to see a couple of them taken out as well, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then that's just Andy Reid, you know. You kind of um, you you accept kinda, that, don't you? Yeah, you kind of he is he is what he is. You, you, it's almost like you can't. You just have to accept that. Yeah, I think that there was oh, what was the one right in the red zone. Blake like, Bell, Blake Bell option yeah. to McKinnon. Like you, you do not want your backup tight end running the ball. That is just not. No, I, th- I think sometimes he just gets a little bit too far into his head and goes too far into the, too far into the the sort of the the box of tricks sometimes. But like, like you, see, you, you can understand like when they they had one earlier on with like it was fourth and one and they faked the the inside handoff to um, Burton the fullback. And then Mahomes threw the little dink pass to McKinnon and they picked up 20 yards. The reason that worked so well is because every time during the season that they'd done that, they just handed the ball off to yeah. Burton and he'd picked up two yards. So you you can kind of understand, like with the Blake Bell thing, he's taken plenty of direct snaps and just dived down the middle. So I, I, I can kind of understand the, well, the defence isn't going to be expecting them to do anything different aspect. You know, here we've got the element of surprise in our hands, but... At the same time, if it doesn't work, you just look stupid. Yeah, and I, I guess, and we, we've said before, um, every play call is perfect until it comes down to execution. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's tough, right? We said forty minutes. It's now longer than that. Uh, so let's. <laughs> well, we did say um, we'd never make forty minutes. No, well. we also said that too. <laughs> uh, so let's call the game. Um, what's your score prediction? Um, Thirty-seven, twenty-eight, Chiefs. I think we cover the spread. And you? I'm going to say it's a five-point game. Oh, what will I go? Four? No. What, uh, 37-32. I don't even know how that... I don't know if that's easy to make up. But I just... I, but to caveat that... Missed, ec- missed extra point in there somewhere. Yeah. One of these games where... Well, it's Butker, isn't it? That's fine. Uh, yeah. One of these games where... Um, it's like a one-score game, but... It's close on paper, but I, I think we'll just have them at sort of arm's length the whole way. The Chiefs are good at those games. You've had a few of them, 
kind of they, let they score come... late to make it a five point game yeah, when it was actually a twelve point game. Yeah, there's been loads loads of them in you know Yeah. I think there was last, that was kind of our last season speciality was was yes, just it was, you know, yeah. was was dominating one score wins. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Right. Cool. Well thank you very much for your time. Good luck. so just to to, to round off everyone, eight, eight o'clock Sunday, um UK yes, time for anyone that's not good time. Yeah, the, the be the best time. Um yeah. for a game we'll get um We'll get bedtime sorted and, and get something cold to enjoy the game with. I hear you, yeah. But yes, so as we say to, to every week, um, get involved, get in touch with us, Twitter, at KCChiefs underscore UK, Facebook, Instagram, we're all there. Do the rate, review, subscribe thing. Um, enjoy the game and we'll uh, see you for our Super Bowl preview next week. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs>